0: I'm a potster and I'm judgmental and no one can trust me. You can hear those things so many times before it becomes your reality. And I was like, I'm going to be the best at it. If I'm going to be that, then I have to be the best at it.
1: Welcome to Habits You Love, a thought-provoking podcast about self-love, self-healing, and spiritual evolution. I'm Kayla Fazio, and with each episode, it is my mission to expand your mind to what you think is possible for you and provoke thoughts of looking at your own healing you may need and help you discover the power you have within you to build healthy habits and create a life you love. Now, let's get to the episode. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Habits You Love. Today is very special. I have a good friend on, Chloe Long. Thank you for coming on. Chloe is the former reality star of a show, MTV's Siesta Key. She is a wife and also a business owner, has her own products, Emerald Ray Botanicals. She's a friend to so many. And Mm -hmm. so much more. So, thank you for coming on. Of course, you're welcome. I'm excited. I know. We were just talking about how we're not in our sweats on the couch (laughs) talking. We're doing an official podcast interview. So, I'm just excited to have this enlightening conversation and dive a little bit deeper into a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So, let's get just right into it. I know you as Chloe, who I met. Reese, pretty recently, Mm -hmm. um, say in the last two years, but what I'm kind of gathering is the person that I know today Mm -hmm. wasn't always how you were. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, what is crazy to me because I'm like, how was she any other way? But that's the kind of the journey that I want to take everyone down today with this episode is. From reality star to starting that super young to maybe having a certain image that people are kind of portraying you as labeling you as to this day Mm -hmm. and take you down that journey and how you got to where you are today between everything and life and in between. So
0: we are going to start
1: there. So I guess we'll just start honestly with let's start with the show, because I feel like that has a lot of intertwining and to do with your life. Um, when you started it like where you were at the time like how old were you where were you mentally where were you emotionally mm-hmm. and all the things okay <laughs> uh well thank you for having me yeah. so- and I because I don't actually know this information have no, we don't. talked about this so no. I'm excited to hear it myself yes <laughs> um
0: well I mean, we we literally met during um, a yoga class. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. very different than uh,
1: who I was when I started. CSDP. Yeah. And the instructor, I remember she told me you were there. She was like, oh, yeah, like someone from Siesta Key was like, okay, cool. Um, And then she was like, she said the words she's had a spiritual awakening. So I was like, oh, yeah. cool. But I didn't know what that meant at the time. Yeah. With uh, personally for you. Yeah. So, and what that looked. Yeah. Like, yeah
0: well um a lot of people don't know that we actually filmed the pilot three years before we ever started filming the show that everyone has watched wow before season one yeah wow so i was not even 19 when i filmed the pilot wow so i was fresh out of high school it was like july so like two months Mm -hmm. out of high school and from my understanding they were just telling us, like, you know, there's this show, um, on MTV called Laguna Beach in the Hills. Don't know if you've heard of it, but MTV kind of wants something similar to that, and they think that your group of friends is the right target, you know. And I was like, yeah, I mean, who doesn't know who Lauren Conrad is? Yeah, or the Hills, <laughs> yeah. Laguna Beach, yeah. yeah, or Spencer Pratt. It's Shout basically <laughs> my childhood yeah exactly (laughs) so we were all just like okay like i had a group of friends that i grew up with some of them i've known since elementary school a lot of them were like my high school friends and they were like we just kind of want to film what you guys do which involved a lot of partying and um you know relationship drama and people intertwining I guess is like the most appropriate mm-hmm. way I can put that these days. <laughs> you know what Entanglement. Yes. <laughs> Entanglement. Um, and yeah, we just like shot a pilot for a week when I was almost 19. Some people on the cast were like, I don't even, I think Juliet was like 16. Wow. Like she was like a sophomore going into junior year or something. Um, And no one really thought much of it. Like I kind of had this, intuitiveness of like no this is going Mm. to become a thing Mm. and i don't really think anyone else did
1: yeah
0: um fun fact i even sat with the director and the owner of siesta key in a hotel room and helped him plan out the storyline so, like, from day one, I had, like, my hands in it. So you're
1: a little mini-director. Is your name on the thing? Like, executive producer? Yes.: should be. <laughs> um, And, yeah. And then we didn't get a phone call for three That's years. That's crazy. So we didn't get picked up for three years. Nope. What were you guys thinking during all that time?
0: Well, some people stopped being friends. You know, it was in the time when we were all going to college, mm. like, Madison went to school in Texas you know Juliet went to Tallahassee Alex went to school in Tampa I was in Orlando so we all spread out Mm. and I stayed close with some of them but like some of us really didn't even talk much and then it was like three years later we get a phone call and they're like MTV has picked up your show they'll be there in six weeks to film 12 episodes And we're like, like,
1: team assemble (laughs) assemble
0: back here. And we were like, "Um, things have changed since we were graduating high school. Um, And so that was interesting and bringing in a couple new people. But I mean, I was 21. I was going to say, was everyone 21? No, not everyone. Okay, not everyone. Okay, But, you know, no one drank underage or anything like that. Like we were, you know, legal. Well, I was 21, so I <laughs> definitely <good>. drank. <laughs> You're good to go. But, you know, I was wild when I was younger, like in the sense of I would think that the people that I surrounded myself with would say, like, I was the life of the party. Like, I was the one that got everyone going. I mm-hmm. was the one pushing everyone to drink and have a good time and all of those things. Um. But the other side of it was that I was a troublemaker, mm-hmm. right? And when you're going on a reality show, they kind of label each person.
1: as characters.
0: Yeah. And it's based on who you are and how you fr- fit in the friend group. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have like a love interest on the show because a person that I was dating off screen, never wanted to be filmed Mm. and that was my ex-boyfriend and we were together almost all of filming until season five so i had i don't know 80 episodes where off camera i had a whole separate life yeah Um, so you're like an actress basically (laughs) yeah going into work yeah yeah and on camera i was like i'm if I'm not going to have a love interest, I better do something. I have to I have. to. Yeah, exactly.
1: I have Otherwise, to be some sort of character. Yes. An antagonist
0: with, or something yeah. to make yourself uh, known. Yeah. Because we get, we get paid per episode. Mm. So if you're not. If you fall off. Yeah. You're yeah. not in the episode. Yeah. And that's a huge check that you're missing. Mm. So that's the way they like get you to mm-hmm. stay like involved mm-hmm. is like you want that check. You better. You know, make sure you're involved in the current storyline. Yeah,
1: live up to the character that they have created for you. Yes.
0: And I would say, like, I was always, um, like, kind of like
1: the center of my friend groups, even before I filmed. I was going to say, how much of that was enhanced, an enhancement of you already? Or was it mainly like it wasn't that far off? It was just like, oh, I'm basically just being filmed how I normally would live with a little bit of spice in there, a little bit of added drama. I think it was like who
0: I was naturally, but I don't think I was as much of like a let's cause problems Mm -hmm. for no reason. Mm -hmm. I think I've always been somebody that calls people on their shit. I've always been somebody that, like, lives for the truth. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I know someone's, like, lying or hiding, like, I've always been the one to be, like, no, you did say that yeah, about them. Yeah, yeah, just calling them out. Like, I've never been someone that, like, pushes it. Mm-hmm. And I think with the show, like, I was like, okay, I have to turn it all the mm-hmm. way up mm-hmm. and keep it on all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really toxic when you're 21 and you're drunk most of the time. Yeah. So then you add the alcohol into this toxic behavior it's just it's bound to cause a lot of stress and
1: chaos in your life how long was it just fun and then how then when did it turn to like okay i'm actually this is very exhausting and overwhelming and i don't actually like where this has gone
0: it was fun until the first episode aired for the world to see
1: whoa yeah that's it yeah dang
0: and i think we make we made the most of it was like making me emotional oh go ahead um it was like this crazy like very unhealthy friendships because we were all like trauma bonded of like Mm. we're all on this show and we all have to hurt each other and in real life some people are really hurting each other because there's like you know, relationships and people cheating. And that Mm. was, like, all very real. Mm -hmm. And then there's, like, normally in real life, I probably wouldn't have gotten involved in stuff like that. But I'm on a TV show. Mm. I need to chime in. I need to Mm -hmm. take sides. I need to do these things is what I'm thinking. And it's what, like, you know, being on a reality TV show is. So it was, like, this good, bad, good, bad, good, bad Mm. for so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, like some of my best memories of my life are with these cast members of mine and trips that we got to go on and crazy things that we got to do. And most of those things were when cameras were not filming Mm. and we had a night off and we all just would get together and be crazy and wild. And then cameras go up. And then now I'm having to say something about another cast member and it's going to get back to them. And then I just am putting myself in situations where I'm going to be attacked
1: because
0: mm-hmm. at some point they're like, just as much as the producer is telling me comment on this pot stir this, what's your opinion on this? They're then going to go to my antagonist on the show, whoever that may be at the moment and say, well, what do you think about Chloe? What do you think about Chloe talking about this relationship and that relationship?
1: So it's like. It sounds like you had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows combined. Yes. Mixed. And that is so hard to be in. That's like being in a toxic relationship. It's <laughs> like 90% of the time he's fine or she's fine. And then 10% is like so fucking so far that way mm-hmm. that it's like, whoa, And the average of it is toxic.
0: Yeah. Because there's like... I. Any given moment, one of the cast members is like at the bottom and they're the one getting attacked. And then there can, and then at the same time, there's another cast member that's having their like peak moment and like life is good and they got a new job Mm. and everything with their relationship is working out. But you can't stay up there. No, Mm. if you watch any reality TV shows, you can almost sense during what season is somebody going to have a
1: rough yeah, season? Yeah, and a crash and burn, basically. Yeah. yep.
0: And um, so those times when I was at the bottom and I felt like I was stuck in the mud and like it was myself that had put myself there mm. because I'm doing what I need to do, which is my job and create drama and talk about people. And I am doing that, but it doesn't make it like, easy when like you feel like all these people are ganging up on you mm. and a big theme that was my storyline so to speak was that I'm not a good friend one and that I'm a pot stirrer and I'm judgmental and no one can trust me and like you can hear those things so many times before it, like, becomes your reality, right? Well, I was going to
1: say, at what point did you start to actually believe those things?
0: I think I I believed it from the the very beginning. Mm. Like, they were like, you're going to be the pot star. And I was like, okay. But, like,
1: you believe that about yourself. Even yeah. after the cameras were t- turned off and you went home at night, you were like, this is who I am. Yeah,
0: and I was like, I'm going to be the best oh. at it. If I'm going to be that, then I have to be the best at it. Mm. So then there was like come season two and season three where I haven't gone back and watched anything. So like everything's kind of a blur to me of like when stuff was. But I, I had some pretty low seasons where it was where it felt like me versus everyone else. Mm. And I'm sure. Everyone on my cast can say that there was a moment where they probably felt that same way. With so, you? Yeah. No, no, no. Themselves. Oh,
1: themselves. Okay. Like
0: everyone had... So I don't want to be like, I'm the only yeah. victim of this. Because I feel like everyone at some point felt like they're the... The bud of like the problem, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: like you're the bad seed right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, your turn. Okay, we got through with you. <laughs> Who's next? Yeah.
0: Now everyone jump on and yeah. and push that person down too, mm. right? But come season two and three, I was like, all right, like I'm just, I'm gonna really be it in real life and on camera.
1: Mm. And really that, turn
0: it on, and that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say it's at a time where I was. Furthest away from myself and furthest away from God. Like it was a very dark mm. time in my life. I was Do you remember how old you were? I would have been twenty-two and twenty-three. Okay. Um, I was like drinking every day, like every night, every day. I was doing drugs as well and was just so lost. And, you know, your job is like, okay, you're going to go out to lunch with Kayla, sit down. Mm. And the next thing you know, we've had three drinks. Well, what do you want after three drinks? You want to keep partying. You want to keep going. So that it was very easy to get in that habit of like, well, my job is to go out and have fun. And like, once you start. Mm now you're done filming and it's six o'clock but now you're tipsy so you're gonna keep going yeah you don't just
1: clock out of that (laughs) yeah you don't just go
0: (laughs) home and read your Bible yeah which is what I needed Mm -hmm. but um it just became very lonely and then outside of it when I wasn't filming I was disappearing to Colorado where my ex lived Mm. and so 50% of the year, I was living in Colorado away from all my friends and family. And I was in a very like toxic relationship in the sense of there was a lot of abuse of like alcohol and drugs Mm -hmm. and not just on like his part, but my part. And it's like what I needed to do was like go and get my mind right and like get healthy. And it was just more alcohol Mm. more partying and then fighting with my ex-boyfriend all the time
1: so you were able to escape the state but you brought everything (laughs) With with you yeah yeah
0: yeah and i didn't know anyone i was like alone like he had a friend who had a girlfriend and her name is hannah and like i thank god for her every day because there was so many situations I was in in Colorado where, you know, blackout, fighting, screaming, getting the possibility of like going to jail and just craziness. And like she was always there and it was mm-hmm. like she was in the similar situation and it's like ironic now mm. because like she's out of that relationship too and she's gone mm. through a spiritual awakening yeah. too and she's dating a dj
1: as well and <laughs> it's like it's like we we got out <laughs> of it yeah but those are good moments uh, yeah would you say that you would you have ended up that way without the show maybe not fully I think the partying
0: would have would have happened. Yeah, I think, but as
1: bad as much,
0: maybe not as much because I would have had to have a job, and I don't think there's. Many other jobs out there that you can be drunk <laughs> while you work. Um, I think we're uh, yeah, like, really encouraged. Yeah, to and encouraged. Like, I don't. I don't know if there's many jobs out there yeah. where you're like can take but, shots yeah. while working. Yeah, yeah. Um. But no, I I was a I was a party girl on and off the show before yeah. the show when we weren't filming. Like it was kind of it had a good grip on me. Um. Yeah. So that's
1: something to say as well. It's yeah. Like, you don't end up like that way without a reason or on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, so would you say that some other instances in your life could took you down that path as well, like your childhood or maybe, you know, your past and trauma that maybe you would have ended up there in a similar situation? Yeah.
0: Um, you know, since all of this, I've done a lot of yeah. work and, you know, I was raised by a single mom and she did the best she could. My mom is wonderful but you know I was wild and I was like this you know my mom's favorite story is she was in labor for 72 hours oh, with me gosh and um then I ended up being an emergency c-section like after 72 oh, hours of pushing um and she always says like she was fighting coming into this world and she's been fighting ever since <laughs> she'll tell everyone out. that Throws up <laughs> yeah and you know raising like a strong Headed, Mm. opinionated. Mm -hmm. I'm 13, 14, 15, 16. I think I'm right all the time. And you're only
1: child, right? Yeah. Yeah. And an
0: only girl granddaughter.
1: Mm. So there's a lot of factors. Yes. Yeah, a lot of factors.
0: But I feel like my mom allowed, you know, aunts and uncles and even just like friends of hers to like give a lot of opinions on how to raise me. And, you know, my mom and I have since had a conversation, conversations about this, but I felt like I was labeled by her and people around me from a young age of like, oh, that's just Chloe. She's a troublemaker. Yeah, I remember
1: you telling me that. Yeah. And it was just said so off the cuff.
0: Yeah, like since I was... uh, A baby, Mm. you know, three, four, five, six. You're throwing those words around like, oh, Chloe's just wild. Yeah. She just is. She's drama.
1: Mm. Oh, my daughter, you know, she's drama. Yeah. And then every time it's said, it's injected, injected, injected into your subconscious. Yeah. And And then you start to actually live out those things. I'm like, all
0: right, I am drama. All right. I am the troublemaker, you know, it is my fault. Yeah. Like I. I had a friend. This is the one one of the things I told you, but my mom and I lived in Illinois till I was seven and I had a good um, friend that I was with every day because my mom nannied her and her brother. And if anything would ever break, anything would ever go wrong, it was like immediately Chloe's fault. Mm. It was never like, well, did either the other two Mm. like were they involved in breaking wine glass or Mm -hmm. whatever it was or the plate it was always just like Chloe it Chloe and I'm like it's not (laughs) it wasn't me you know and so I just think it's really important to watch like how you label your kids and like I'm not a mom and so like I want to be careful how I speak because I have no idea how difficult Mm. it is to raise kids but I just know that labeling sticks with you from personal experience and a lot of parents i hear it so casually like oh well she's our troublemaker yeah. that one
1: yeah you know yeah it's and it's such like good advice the the like, child takes that. that yeah sponge child oh, yeah. sponge <laughs> yeah
0: and if every time you're mm-hmm. going over to your family's house for christmas and you're always the naughty mm-hmm. one then you're
1: the and naughty guess one happens. isn't going to become
0: the yeah, good one. Yeah. The naughty one's going to continue to be naughty, yeah. you know? And I'm not saying don't discipline if someone's acting out. I just think there's a way to discipline and not label. Mm-hmm. Or shame. Yeah. 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 So it was just kind of like naturally in me. I yeah. was like, all right, I'm the drama starter, yeah. the troublemaker, and now I'm on this TV show, and I have this—I'm young, and I could make as much money as a surgeon, mm. so I'm going to be the best at it yeah. possible. Yeah. And I was so intoxicated all the time. I never even remotely thought, could this have any sort of effect on yeah. me? Like, there was,
1: like—there was no—when <laughs> well, I mean no, no logic. thought, yeah. there was
0: no mm. thought on that.
1: Uh. Like, it, And— the producers and whoever is not going to watch out for you and take care of you. And no, that's their job to make sure that do that. What did your mom think about all of that?
0: Well, that was the, my other kind of problem is like, my mom was just all for it. There was no kind of like, um,
1: checking in. Where's your values at? Where's your morals at? What are you doing with your life? Yeah, no,
0: I mean, my family certainly did that. And, their attempts at reeling me in were maybe more shameful than helpful but no i think my mom was just so excited you know she was a single mom that had the troublemaker daughter and that now turned that that's famous. now famous yeah. and making more money than everyone's kids mm, combined
1: yeah <laughs> like, yeah
0: and your kids are just like, out of college look and can't, what i did <laughs> yeah and can't get a job yeah. and my daughter makes six figures and she's 22. wow and i don't blame my mom for that like you know i i've talked with her my mom is very much like me where she has like a core group of women around her and you know so i have like 15 aunties mm-hmm. and they all are just like your mom just loves you so much and she's just so proud of you you know and and it's like i was looking for someone and i thought like it should have been my mom to be like no i'm gonna protect you you no one can come for you how dare that person on the show i Mm -hmm. I really don't want to name names because then it's like yeah but it's like let's say one of their names is cassandra no one's name on the show is Cassandra. <laughs> but it's like, how dare Cassandra comes for you? Like, you were just trying mm. to help her out. And a lot of times when I went to my mom with the problems of the show, it was it was the typical, well, what did you do?
1: Mm. What did you say? So she did not have your back.
0: No. And that you actually see a few different, now that I'm remembering, there's a, multiple scenes on the show. I hated filming with my mom she was on the show? Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: gosh. A few scenes, but I hated it because I just always knew that whatever I was supposed to talk to my mom about, like it was whatever drama was going Mm -hmm. on between me and Amanda or something, my mom would never have been like, well, how dare Amanda do that to you? It was Mm -hmm. always like, well, what did you do to Amanda? Mm -hmm. And some of the times I probably was in the wrong. But I just wanted my mom so badly to, like, have my back. Mm. And, you know, we've had many conversations about this topic, my mom and I, since. And I th- I think she gets it. um. But, you know, it's still, like, a thing where I'm just, like, you know, pick me. Like, pick my—and I think she just— I don't know what she thinks, but I think she just thinks she has to parent me still Yeah. and be like, well, what did you do wrong? And I'm mm. like, how about they did yeah, something yeah. wrong for <laughs> yeah, once? Yeah. Like, I'm not
1: always wrong. Yeah. Um, so troublemaker, potster, partier, just getting tagged yes. with all these labels. Yes. Until when? Until, Until when was the big <sighs> shebang of...
0: Yes. So that I cannot do
1: this anymore. That
0: would have been, um, I went to Aspen in March of 2020, mm. um, right before COVID.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was actually, um, like the day we got back from Aspen, like... So you went for the show? No, oh, oh, okay. but I went with everyone from the show. Okay. So um, one of the cast members, Sam, his family has a house out there and he was dating my friend Julia at the time. So we all went out there and I was really overweight. I was super unhealthy. I mean, drinking Years. all the time. Oh, yeah, And drugs and never dieting or anything like not even understanding that like what food is bad for you or not and just not only physically unhealthy but mentally unhealthy i'm like on this tv show um after what season was that six maybe no 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 no, no. we've only had five and a half Oh, okay. that would have been because we've have had like parts. There's like three A and three B. Oh, okay. Instead okay. of three and four,
1: I've so never that, watched it. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It's
0: so that they didn't have to raise our paycheck every season. They have to raise your paycheck oh, so if they can get
1: two three Z. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Um, it would have been season three. B or 4B? I don't know okay. when it was. Okay. Whenever Juliet's dating Sam, I'm sure <laughs> someone that watches this can comment <laughs> when it was. Um, but it was off the show. It was in between filming. And it was after 3A. So it was before 3B. Okay. That's right. Because yes. I quit during 3B. <laughs> so three after 3A, and we're going skiing. And I... Sam paid for like some of us have like ski lessons and I just like somehow got to the bottom of the bunny hill and like the bunny hill was connected to the main mountain and now I'm on the mountain Mm. by myself Mm. on like a blue unhealthy has hasn't skied since I was like nine years old or something by myself in the middle Mm. of nowhere and I always say when God wants to talk to you he gets you alone Mm. you know. So I'm on the side of a mountain and and I fall really bad and really hurt my elbow. I mean, my elbow from like here to here was like black and blue. Mm. And I was in an area where like no one could really see me that was coming by. And I like had this mo, and I'm like pulling out my phone, no service. And I'm like, man, I'm like Mm. stranded Mm. on the mountain by myself my friends are going to be skiing for hours it will be hours before anyone knows that i'm anywhere like and it was just like a moment and probably i don't know years where the only thing that i i thought to do was to pray mm. like i was mm. i was raised in church my family's very religious <laughs> um my great grandmother was a tent preacher so <laughs> religion like runs through my family but the second i turned 16 and didn't wasn't forced to go i stopped going yeah so um i just prayed and i remember like saying like god like if you're out there like i don't know how i've ended up in this situation i'm scared but if you're there, like please help me, and I promise, if you help me, like I'm gonna turn my life around. Mm, like, do you
1: think when you said situation, you let you meant physically right there, or do you mean like? All I think of in it? the time
0: physically, I yeah. meant right there, but I did say like I will after this trip, mm. I will get my life together. I will start working out. I will spend more time with you. I will do the things that I need Mm. to do to get healthy. Mm. Um, And it was like in that moment where, randomly, of course, a um, medic. Came by and like saw me by the trees, and he was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, like, "No, I can't get up." Hello, God. Um, and so he helped me. He called another guy, of course, Sam and Amanda, end up finding me on the mountain, and they're like, "You would be like on the side of a mountain (laughs) with three medics (laughs) right now," and yeah. So I got home from Aspen. And I was still dating my ex at the time. And he we were living back here Um, six months prior. I had like put my foot down and been like, I'm I'm not coming to Colorado and Mm. dealing with this anymore. Like you're moving home. And the world shut down. And what did a lot Mm. of people do during that time? (laughs) They started drinking Mm. heavily and I didn't. I had like a week of like participating in that again. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, this is not for me.
1: I discovered Thrive Cosmetics while first seeing it on social media and deciding to take a deeper look into what these products were. Because I'm all about non-toxic ingredients, this felt like the perfect addition to my beauty routine. My favorite has been the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, which I saw amazing reviews on. It lasts all day long without clumping, smudging, or flaking, and has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. Thrive Cosmetics is cruelty-free, made with clean, skin-loving ingredients with no parabens, sulfates, or harmful ingredients. The word cause is put in the name as a part of their mission. With every purchase, you are supporting organizations that help communities thrive, such as those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 15% off your first order when you visit Thrive Cosmetics dot com slash habits. That's thrive cosmetics c a u s e m e t i c s dot com slash habits for fifteen percent off your first order. When I say that Cozy Earth sheets are the best sheets I've ever owned, is not an exaggeration which is why I've been using them for over four years and I won't go back to anything else. What I love about them is how comfortable they are without being a thick material. They are soft and breathable. Plus they are temperature regulating so you're never too cold and never too hot, which is probably why they were featured on Oprah's favorite things. Their premium products include sheets in bamboo and in linen, bath products and loungewear, all of which come with a 10 year warranty. The best part is Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. Get 35% off site-wide when you use the code HABITS at checkout. That is a huge discount, you guys. Go to CozyEarth.com today and use code HABITS to start sleeping in comfort.
0: So while I was living in my house with my ex, he would be going to bed at the time I'd be waking up. He was like playing video games and drinking and, you know, what everyone was doing during COVID and like Zooming friends and whatever. And I was waking up and I was like, my friend was coming over and I was working out and I was eating right and I was not drinking and I was getting my shit together.
1: Wow. A complete
0: 180. Yes. And so quickly, uh, like the divide between me and my x was naturally
1: started evident yeah. like that
0: we were going down very different paths yeah. and i kind of put my foot down at one night and was like he was out at a bar and i like showed up and i was like if you don't come home like i'm done mm. like I, I i can't do this it's a wednesday like <laughs> 3 p.m. like no, <laughs> yeah 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 i was like we've been doing it for yeah. years like at it's so, and he was gotten. older than me i'm like so yeah. gotten you nowhere yeah and I went home and he showed up and I was like, are you staying? And he was like, no. And so that was in the beginning of June. So June of 2020, mm. um, my life like has changed mm. forever. It's one of the most pivotal moments of my existence. I mean, when he left, I mean, we were together four years, something like that. The next day I called one of my best friends and I was like, I need you to come help pack everything up. I dropped it off at his mom's and I've never, I never looked back. Mm. So I was really fortunate in that because I know a lot of people that are in, um, that go through really toxic or unhealthy relationships, really struggle
1: getting out of it. it takes them average seven times to leave.
0: Yeah, no,
1: I was like, this is it. And God
0: just quickly
1: intervened.
0: Yes, so Mm -hmm. quick. And on my grandmother's birthday... Um, which is june 30th um i have my grandmother's name she passed away the first day of filming the show ever Mm -hmm. so i really always like said like she went at that time so that she could go protect me Mm -hmm. because lord knows i was (laughs) in some dangerous situations (laughs) filming and and once cameras go down I mean we she's like I gotta go (laughs) because
1: I have to be over you yeah I can't be watching this yes
0: and um you know she helped raise me with my mom my mom and I lived with her till we I was seven so and we were just so close like Mm. so close um and the night of her birthday I was at home you know it's been about a month I'm by myself For the first time in my whole life, living alone. Yeah, and you
1: probably feel good. Yeah, I feel good.
0: And I had been working out and eating healthy for quite some time now, a few months, and doing yoga and all that good stuff. And I was sitting on my bed by myself in the middle of the night. It was like two in the morning. And I saw, I see like these dots. And it's very hard to explain to people because I don't understand it myself, um, but I saw them when I was a little girl. Like I would, you know, my mom knew about it. Pretty sure like my mom took me to like a preacher when I was like little and was like, she says she sees things. <laughs> she, and, sees,
1: she sees dogs. <laughs>
0: yeah. And they're like, it's a, it's fine. She's just sensitive yeah. to like nice. the spiritual realm. But I hadn't seen them since I was a little girl. And I, I mean, I had totally forgot that I had ever even mm-hmm. saw them. And at that moment, like I felt seven again, laying in my bed in Illinois, hearing the train. And I would lay there and I could see my dots and I would stay awake as long as I could, because whatever it was, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was cool. And it was like, boom, here they are, red and blue the same way they were when I was little and I was like what is happening my cat bear is like standing up being like all weird cat like and my cat doesn't do that like I know some people's cats like get all funky and weird and like meow and And, like arch their back yeah bear doesn't do that yeah so she she was doing that and like was like acting like something was in the room and I just was like I'd been getting to know meditation. So I was like, I'm just going to try and meditate Mm -hmm. right now. I don't know (laughs) what that (laughs) means, but I'm just going to try and meditate. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get scared because I remembered my dots weren't scary when I was little. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be scared now. And I just, I felt my grandmother's presence undeniable. And I just heard her voice say, there's more to life than you can ever imagine. Seek for the truth and you will find the key to true happiness.
1: Wow. That's a long sentence. Mm-hmm. And you remember that?
0: Oh, yeah. I oh mean, it, it, it
1: was evident. Wow. And
0: just so quickly, um, the right people started to come into my life and so... To people that we know. Mm-hmm. That is how we mm-hmm. met, Janine and Josh mm-hmm. Martin. They own a yoga studio. They, start, they came into my life and not like, oh, I went to their yoga class. No, it was like, I'm seeing them at the grocery store. Yeah. I'm running into them walking the beach. I'm running to them at the gym. Mm-hmm. And they weren't the only people like this that were surrounding me. It was like, I had tapped into an energy that I never knew existed. And because I was in that frequency, the people in the same frequency were now surrounding me.
1: That's- exactly. Exactly. That's the perfect <laughs> way to put it. I'm like, and is it like reticular brain activity where it's like, oh, they were always there, but now you're more now aware? I can see them. Yeah, and now you're more aware that they're yeah. there. Or was it like, no, they actually weren't there, but now they are? But yeah. you were also engaging in different activities than you were in the past. Yeah. You, wouldn't see, you wouldn't see them at a bar. No. You wouldn't see them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I would see them at a bar. You would see them, no. you know, yeah. doing Whatever those things. I was yeah. Doing yeah.
0: And it was like the perfect time for all of this to happen yeah. because it was during COVID and we weren't filming. And yeah. not only were we like not filming, it was like, I mean, we were in Florida, so it was a little more lenient, but, like, you weren't really going out. Like, I was hanging out with a couple friends and doing, like, chill stuff over summer of 2020, but it was, like, the perfect time for me to, like, go through a transformation. exactly.
1: I went— uh, you know that I went through mine in mm-hmm. 2020 as well so like yeah. you said at the beginning you're like people started heavily drinking and I feel like both of us just went the complete opposite yeah. and was like no this is a time for healing and yeah sitting alone and being by ourselves and yeah. working through shit that we yeah. like, procrastinated working on for a yeah. long time
0: for a long yeah. time and just getting healthy mentally emotionally physically and spiritually mm. and like all of those combined and like just nourishing, you know, your soul. I mean, I was doing, I went to the beach every day for a year, walked the beach by myself. Like that, that Chloe, like going to the beach for an hour every day by herself, walking, meditating, that... If you would have came to me at 22 and said, "and this in, is what you're going to be doing in two <laughs> years tops, this is where you'll be," I would have yeah. been like, "Okay, yeah. sure." <laughs> but it was like, here I was, yeah. and with that, I became a more peaceful person. Mm. And you know, it's like I I tried to make amends with people that I had hurt, and some of those people were on our show, and. You know, I think the ones could tell, like, I was really changing Mm. and I was really growing. And at the same time, I was getting sober, you know, from drugs and alcohol. Um, And that was an interesting time in the beginning of me doing it because I would do it for a couple months and then slip back up. Mm. Um, But for the most part, people were like, "Okay, Chloe's
1: changed. Really doing it. And had you ever said that you wanted to change in the past? You're like, I'm per- okay. So it wasn't like a, you've tried multiple times and no. people weren't going to believe that you were actually doing it. No, it was it. like, okay. I'm going to, yeah.
0: I, like, it was like, I changed. Yeah, exactly. And people saw. Yeah. But I was still on a reality <laughs> TV show.
1: And <laughs> I do want to ask what was the biggest thing that you learned about yourself during that time? Mm-hmm. What was the most like oh okay like in your face this is something i really need to work on this is projecting onto me this is how i project onto others uh something that you had to accept yeah i
0: mean i think the 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 hardest thing and to like adjust to was like it's no one's fault of the way I behaved, but my own.
1: Mm, okay. So full acceptance. Yeah. And like I, I,
0: I can't, I can't blame that I'm on a TV show. I can't blame that I didn't have my mom mm. to defend me. Like, no, like I allowed
1: myself to behave this way. That was the exact same thing that I had. It was yeah. like, okay, the situations I were in were only because I attracted them based on where I was yeah. currently emotionally in that moment yeah and it was no one else's fault no that wasn't my freaking toxic toxic ex's fault nope I allowed that to happen so it's just like yeah complete extreme ownership of where you were in that moment in time and now you also have the ownership of changing it as well
0: yeah and I think the realization of I allowed myself in these Situations and allowed myself to act this way because I don't know what it means to fully love mm. myself, yeah, and accept myself mm. and forgive myself. Mm. Um, but still working on that every day. I yeah. mean, I don't think that's like not something like, oh, you're gonna go through a spiritual awakening and you'll never have to work exactly. on loving yourself It's never, ever again. It's never
1: complete, no, it's never, no. no. it's always an open ended circle. No,
0: but before we started filming again, um. I had gotten to a pretty good place. I was sober and my closest friends and family were seeing my change. I mean, it was undeniable. Physically, Mm. I had lost like 50 pounds. Oh, my
1: God. So
0: everything was like good. And then I started filming again And I did
1: you go in telling them, hey, I don't want to act like that anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were like, we are so excited about your transformation. We
0: can't wait to cover it. Um, And then, of course, they went to two two cast members that um, I've never gotten along with. And I've done some I've done something bad to one of them who has a reason to hold resentment Mm -hmm. against me, even though I've apologized but um (laughs) we won't go into that yeah we will we'll be here for days if we (laughs) try to tap into the storyline of the show but um they said do you believe in chloe's transformation or do you think it's Mm. bullshit um and so i think on day like two of filming No, no no the first night (laughs) the first night of filming our first all cast event they had like three different people. I was put in three different situations where it was like your transformation is not real. Mm. It's not who you are. This isn't tr- this isn't your truth. You're just pretending. Remember what you did. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, oh, oh shoot. Where did that make you feel? Men- <sighs> mentally, how did that? Did it derail you? Rail you?
0: N- No, but it was a battle that I don't think I was secure enough in my spiritual transformation to go. To handle. To handle, yeah. Yeah. Because it had only been June to November, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, And I had only been sober for a couple months. Mm. And basically the beginning of season four A, it was just kind of like nonstop just trying to derail me. Like, even, mm. I think, two of my best friends at at one point, two of my best friends on the show, at one point sat me down and were like, we feel judged. And I was like, for, for what? And they're like, well, we think you think that you're better than everyone. And I remember being in that moment, being like, oh my God, these people don't understand what mm. I've gone through.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and... And trying to explain it to them makes me tell them that, like, well, your actions are wrong. Mm,
1: yeah. It's, I mean, it's so just, hard to navigate like, changing. Yeah. Especially then, while there's cameras on. Yeah. You the and, world is obviously watching. Yeah. Even just your close friend group. It's like, how do I explain this? Like, mm-hmm. I've changed and they're still right there. So how do I keep them in my life while Mm -hmm. with, but with my new life?
0: Yeah. And like what had happened to me was almost supernatural. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know how to explain that. Like my dead grandmother came and talked to me. I mean, I can tell them that, but unless you've experienced something like that, I think one, you're either going to think that person is crazy and making it up Mm -hmm. or two, you're going to think. That they're weird and crazy, and like maybe it did happen, but you don't understand it. Yeah, so you're like, Ugh, <laughs> no,
1: I don't, I don't, I don't tap into that, that stuff. Like and that. because
0: of that, you've gotten sober. But I like drinking, and what, and it like pushes people's buttons of like where maybe they feel like they mm-hmm. have to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. Totally
1: projects onto so, them. Yeah. So
0: I was like triggering everyone. Yeah.
1: And like not now, trying to. Now you're Chloe the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not the poster. And, and so because
0: of that. <laughs> when the trying to push me back into old chloe didn't work the new thing was like chloe is judgmental mm. and it was like that there was not there was no fighting it mm, mm-hmm. so the whole cast um, basically pushed me away. And I was like, I can't do this. Like every time, every time I was filming, it felt like someone new trying to attack me. And I was just like, I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't yeah. have to.
1: So tell us more about what has happened since the spiritual awakening. And obviously you're attracting better people into your life. You attracted your soulmates mm-hmm. into your life, which is amazing. You have to share that story. Yeah. Um, that's. Oof.
0: Well, the amazing thing is from when I decided to take a break from the show, um, within months, you know, I met my person mm. and it was amazing and wonderful. And. Oh, I'm trying to like gather what timeline I'm at. Mm-hmm. But pretty much since going through a spiritual awakening, I was like, I want to find a guy. Mm-hmm. So cute. Mm-hmm. Um, And I just like began to like pray that somebody that would understand me, yeah. you know, because I was like very alone. I was speaking a different language. I was on a reality TV show. No one was understanding mm-hmm. what I was going through. <laughs> no one was... No one was getting Mm, it. Yeah. Um, And I, my friend from, so when I was in second grade, I read to a kindergarten book buddy. This girl was in kindergarten and she had reached out to me and like, hey, like I'm seeing your spiritual like awakening. Like I love what you're posting and I was like, she's like, I don't know if you remember me. And I was like, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> um, and then like a couple months after that, she had like sent me this guy um, on Instagram talking. And it was just this guy sitting there like talking about not don't watch the news. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fear, you know. We can't live in fear. You just got to get outside. I think and you sent
1: me that video. I know. Too. Yeah. I sent it to yeah. Janine and Josh. Yeah, you sent it to and me. They, and I was
0: like, cool. <laughs> and they were Thanks. like, who is this guy? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I, I like asked my friend. I was like, who is this? And she's like, oh, he lives out here. He's involved in the, in the mushroom business. That you know, I was, I was like a. Influencer for this yeah. medicinal mushroom company, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like, "He does it too," and I was like,
1: "Oh, cool!" So I like, com- like there's like two links already. So <laughs> one link is her, then the yeah. second link is the mushrooms, yeah. and then
0: yeah, it's like you're a part of their team. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. he's on." Okay, cool. Uh-huh. So I commented on the photo, and I was just like, "Love this!" Like with a bunch of hearts, and I'm sure he obviously saw it, and then probably clicked my profile and was like hundreds of thousands of followers like who is this yeah. girl and so he dm'd me and he was like who are you <laughs> like, like what do you do and I was like oh nothing like I don't even yeah. think I told him yeah and we just started casually messaging you know I was actually seeing someone at the time um and so was he turns out but we had just been messaging for like two months and then it was one night in April <laughs> in 2021. My mom calls me out of nowhere and is like, I had a dream about your grandma. And I was like, okay. And my mom my mom has memory issues. And she's like, you know, I never remember anything. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, and I never remember my dreams. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, well, you know, she just wanted me to tell you, you're going to meet your soulmate tonight. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm getting ready. I'm going out in Tampa for my friend Dylan's birthday. I'm going to like a club on a party bus. Yeah. And on a party bus with a bunch of my friends. And she's like, well, grandma, she said you are going to meet your soulmate tonight. And I was like, okay. So then, of course, I started getting really, really ready. And was soulmate night. Nice. Yeah. I was like, I guess I'll look for the one guy in the club with a crystal around his neck. Like, that is literally what I yeah, thought. Yeah. And she called me back, and she's like, Grandma told me to tell you. I forgot. Grandma told me to tell you it's not going to be what you think, and you need to have an open heart and an open mind. And I'm like, my mom does not talk like that. <laughs> like at all. So I'm like, this is weird. Um, so I was like, okay, well, what I have in mind is a six-foot plus blonde-haired, blue-eyed. So I I guess that's not what he'll look like. And I'll just have an open mind about it. Like, you know, I'm that's just that's what was going through your mind. Yes, like that's the looks it. part. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, that's the my, my typical guy is basically someone that looks like me, but six foot, um, and a man. And <laughs> <laughs> So we go out, and it was such a fun night. And I was looking around all night, and I didn't see nobody. So I got on the bus early because there was like commotion going on. You know, end of a night, people are drunk. I got on the bus early, and I sat there by myself on the bus. And a song. You're like grandma's wrong. Yep. A so- I was like, my. I was like, no. I literally said out loud, I was like, you were wrong. Uh, like a prayer came on, or. Yeah, like a prayer by Madonna. And that's always made me think of my grandma. And I was like, hmm. I looked down at my phone. And at that very moment, that same guy that I had been messaging, Christopher, had sent me a DM. And it was the first thing flirtatious that he ever said to me. Cause we were, we would like talk about the sunsets and yeah. stuff. And he like, he, com- he commented on a, I posted a selfie and he commented, DM'd me about it and was like, what a babe. With an alien Ooh, emoji. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That was not what you expected no, at all. No. No. I thought I was going to meet him. Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, but he doesn't live here. And he lives in Colorado. So that's <laughs> where it was like, have an open mind. Yeah. You don't have to move to Colorado. Because yeah. I was like, I'm never yeah. going back there. Oh, my um, gosh. And so within days... I was like, okay, like he's cl- clearly flirting with me. Oh no, he said what a babe with a alert emoji and I responded with the alien emoji, which
1: like <laughs> that's important for the yes, story yes, here. Just the alien emoji.
0: <laughs> and um within days he was like, "Is Sarasota close to Naples by chance?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I'm actually going on vacation there in a week for my mom booked a random trip to Naples. Like, if it's not too far, like, maybe I should rent a car and come up. And I was like, yeah, come up. Like, I'll I'll take you out. And he's like, no, I'll plan something. I was like, no, you're coming to Sarasota. Let me plan yeah. something. But if you're really going to do it, like, do it. And he, like, responded with, like, his confirmation of his um, car car booked. And Um, now you guys are married. married. (laughs) Literally. Too many synchronicities to count. But, you know, he within months moved here and he started filming the show with me. And he quickly was like, we need to get you away from this. Mm. You have outgrown this. Mm. Um, So it's been nice to get out of the show and fall in love and get married quickly we got married without knowing each other even for a year and Mm -hmm. so that was like fun he's your soulmate and your grandma told you so it's all Uh, right yeah my grandma knows (laughs) so
1: i don't care um but yeah oh oh my gosh he's the best he's He's great oh my gosh we love him so much yeah he's amazing i just yeah. Anyway, it's so like you go into a whole other story yes. about that. So you're married. You're obviously way settled down. You're not doing the show anymore. You just filmed your last season. Is the mm-hmm. show continuing, or you just are not continuing? Um,
0: w- I don't think anyone knows. I th- I think um, the protocol is like they don't make a firm announcement mm. because they like you know They'll to keep it open yeah. ended of like yeah. maybe it could come back. It to me seems like it's over. Mm. It definitely felt like an ending, but either way, like it's I, ending I'm, for you. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I was done before I stopped filming I the know. past season. But yeah, yeah, it's freeing. Yeah, I mean, liberating. I I I didn't realize how many chains were on me, mm. um, being on a reality show, and that doesn't take away from the um, my cast members and the people that worked on the show and even the people that work for MTV or my producers, like I love them mm-hmm. dearly. Mm-hmm. They all, every person plays a role on who I am today. And like, I am grateful for the experience mm-hmm. because I wouldn't be me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to look in the mirror and like love yeah. the person that I see Yeah, if I hadn't been through all that. And the fact that I got to go through it all for people to watch like people can relate to me and maybe some Mm -hmm. people hate me still and don't believe in and say the wildest meanest things but for every mean comment there's hundreds of good yeah, ones. Exactly. And that's what I
1: focus on. Yeah. So that reminds me of one of my favorite quotes is you cannot love yourself, but sh- I hate the experiences that shaped you. So mm. you can't be like, oh, well I hate that all that happened, but I love who I am today. It's like you have, you yeah. love yourself today because all that happened. Yeah. So that's one and I like, even,
0: even the people that I had conflict with, like, I just like, I love them all because those are the people that showed me who I am the most mm-hmm. and who I didn't want to be,
1: mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm just, I'm grateful for it all. And I'm just very grateful to be free of it. You know, you're the first person that I've like really talked to publicly, like about maybe the show having a negative experience on me Mm. because I was still working for them. I still received a paycheck from them. Yeah, you had
1: to keep up. The the show's That's great. I love love filming for a TV.
0: (laughs) No, um, you couldn't pay me like all the money in the world to allow my own child to be on a reality Mm, TV show. mm. It's just, especially at such a young age.
1: You're already going through so much. Add that in the mix. And And
0: like people that are, you know, 35 and up where they got to grow up with no social Mm. media. If, and they think about what they were like in their early twenties, like almost everyone was derailed and being crazy and doing drugs and drinking and, uh, you know, all the things. And so, like... But imagine that
1: for the world to see. And it's out there (laughs) forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's all right. you I think showing your transformation is actually the most important thing for people to see, okay, Chloe was like this. And it just kind of gives people hope and inspiration that they can change as well. I think I remember telling you, like, yes, this platform is negative right now, but it also gave you a platform to mm-hmm. also inspire people and yeah, be that inspiration of like, okay, I don't have to stay like this forever. I'm not <laughs> stuck like this. No. Yeah. Um, One of my favorite quotes is, it's
0: your story. Feel free to hit them with a plot twist whenever
1: Ooh. you want. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> All right, we're just going to end with, what are you doing now? Talking a little bit about Emerald Ray Botanicals because you started that company, which totally aligns with everything you do and who you are. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about that.
0: So throughout my spiritual awakening one of the many things that I learned is how toxic everything is yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everything. People, products, food. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All of it. I mean, Chris and I, Chris and I were talking movies, music. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about it yeah. last night. It's endless. Um, But before the show, I actually went to cosmetology school. Mm-hmm. So without Siesta Key, I was going to do hair. Um, And I also loved doing makeup. And I think um that's one of the reasons why I liked the show so mm-hmm. much is I got to get doll- dolled up. Yeah. yeah. And I would do a lot of the girls in the beginning. I mean, towards the end we were getting professional stuff but I would do everyone's hair and makeup for events on the show um and I remember going down I went down many rabbit holes but one of the rabbit holes I went down (laughs) was how toxic skincare and makeup and hair products and body care is and women put like, I think it's like 200 yes.
1: some chemicals on their body a day. a day. Yeah. And
0: your biggest organ on your body is, is your, your skin. skin. Yeah. And it's the most absorbent yeah. thing on your body. Yeah.
1: Um, Whatever you put on your skin absorbs into your bloodstream within 26 seconds average. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I learned how Europe has 66,000-plus chemicals banned that mm-hmm. are not allowed in skincare, mm-hmm. And in America, we allow them all. still Um, I'm really proud to say all of my skincare could be sold in Europe that's awesome Um, and hopefully one day it will be but yeah I just had this passion for skin and the beauty industry and I was like I want to help spread my the message of like healing yourself mind body soul Mm. and this just aligns with Mm -hmm. me and it like the, my first product was the face oil because Ugh, it,
1: which is so amazing. By the way, oh my god! Yeah, oh, it feels like butter on my yeah. face. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, one of the biggest ingredients that people put that is toxic is like what makes it have shelf life. Yeah, um, but if you put natural organic vitamin C, it gives your product shelf life for twelve months on average. Oh, sometimes gosh. less, sometimes yeah. more. So it's just, just like put vitamin C in it. Yeah, there's no there's no reason. Yeah. The thing about it is, yes, it's more expensive yeah. to make. So, like, my face oil could cost like a hundred times mm-hmm. more than something that could be sold at a pharmacy, yeah, exactly. you know?
1: Yeah, but and yeah, it's all so good, and it's I love it all. Yeah, this and three just, step bundle.
0: Yep, and you can, there's like little sayings on the back yeah. of the bottles, and the like, packaging is
1: beautiful. Think, um, yeah, on the Besides this, you know the little like packages that the Uh, face comes in and everything. That's so cool. I I keep those. Like I don't throw those away.
0: it's no, it is no Mm -hmm. joke to create products, and anyone in the manufacturing world, whether it's for skincare or clothes or Mm -hmm. anything, like it's just like a lot of mm. work and finding people that have the same values yeah, and the same standards yeah. as you. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing about the show is this past season, when we were in Miami, I got to find our new manufacturers cool. that are now manufacturing everything and everything that is to come. Cool. And it's just the best. And it's in glass
1: bottles so that cool. classics don't seep in. And I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, Here on habits you love at the very end of the show, we do one last thing we do a megaphone moment. And this is where if you had a megaphone to the world, and everyone was stopped in their tracks, and they looked up at you and they're like, Oh, my gosh, Chloe's talking and they were able to actually take in what you were saying and apply it and practice it. That is what do you know, for sure. So Hold on. You have to talk into the microphone. Or you have to talk into the megaphone. Here you go. It's a megaphone moment. Do I like really have to do it? It's not odd. There's no batteries in it. I'm like, my voice is already pretty prominent. Um these are our megaphone moments. If you had one thing you could say to the world and they all took it in as a piece of advice, what would you say? Oh my gosh. One thing? Can I have five? Um pick the number 1 out of those 5. What do you know for sure? Um What I
0: know for sure is um Oh my god. Okay,
1: you don't really have to talk into it.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, we will put it there. There you go. But um
0: what I know for sure is that God is real and he loves you. Um, he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son here to die on the cross for your sins. And if you, you know, are ever struggling or going through anything, he is there for you, even in your deepest, darkest moments and whatever journey you are on, he will meet you wherever it is. And I would not be who I am today without my relationship to God.
1: Uh I love it. We will end there. Thank you so much. I I love love you. you. This was so fun. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I know it's going to help so many people. So we'll put everything about Chloe in the show notes, all the links to all of her stuff. And that's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Love you.